Thank you for listening to this special edition of All About Home Construction. As we sometimes do, we step away from the construction topics and speak with Watauga County Schools. Today, we will speak with Tamara Stamey. Please like this episode, share it with a friend, comment about it, and more importantly, enjoy. Tamara Stamey with Watauga County Schools, and you're the Chief Academic Officer for the, for the school system. Yeah, that's an interesting title, isn't it? I was going to say, that's just quite nice. Yeah, It is. Uh, it's a nice title. I don't think it tells anybody what my job is. Uh, but what it means is I have the opportunity to serve all the schools in our district, which is uh, really fortunate for me. My job really overall is to make sure that our teachers have what they need, that they understand the standards that come from the state, that they have the resources to implement really strong lessons, and that they have the support they need from us in innovating when it's time to do that, and knowing that they know where to go to get their questions answered. In addition to being the chief academic officer, which means then I also uh, oversee the student services program, accountability, um, testing, MTSS, all kinds of acronyms like that. I have a special relationship in that I am the direct liaison for our kindergarten through third grade teachers, which is where I get to spend a great deal of my time, and that's usually focused on literacy. Right. Well, and that's, you know, the the big things that we hear in the news, you know, just in general, is, uh, you know, the literacy and the math, um, you know. And when you go back to the, you know, to the standards itself, like, uh, to me, that's that's what's so great about the you know public education about Watauga County Schools, but North Carolina in general, right? It's like we don't just pick and choose what we want to teach. I mean, it's it's very much set up you know, nationwide, but especially statewide of, of what we do. Absolutely. So we are fortunate in North Carolina that our Department of Public Instruction is responsible for giving us the standards that we have to teach, and they do that for every content area in every grade level. And those go through uh, revisions uh, periodically, typically every five years. Sometimes uh, we do that a little more frequently. There was a time when we went to the Common Core Standards and the purpose of that was to bring more states in alignment, but North Carolina realized that wasn't working for North Carolina, so they revamped our standards again. So my team and I are given those standards. Those are shared with teachers. But that's really a starting place. So those are sort of end of course, end of grade expectations. And they're typically very large ideas, especially in science and social studies. They're very conceptual. When you get into math and language arts, of course, they're a little more granular and a little more specific. And that tells us these are the skills and dispositions and subject area topics that we want all students in North Carolina to have been exposed to by the end of that grade. And that consistency helps us a lot. For sure. For sure. You know, one thing when you, when you say that, I think about it, and I've heard this, you know, over the last year, year and a half, you, you hear this whole like lost years or students didn't get, you know, blah, blah, you, you finish the phrase, right? Like it, 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 there seems to be this misconception really that like students in general didn't learn over the last year or two years. I agree. I think that's a misnomer. I think it was well-intended because it did make people realize this is not a typical school year by any stretch. Uh, We didn't get as far as we wanted to with the standards, and certainly we didn't get as far with the change over a year that we experienced. 
But what was really delightful for me, and I think for our teachers, our principals, and I hope also for our community and our parents, to realize even in this most unusual, most difficult year, our teachers did what was necessary to bring students through that. That meant that although we didn't cover all of the math that we would normally cover, the math we did teach our students by and large learned. We didn't go as far with all of the language arts standards, but our students became better readers. And we have what we call diagnostic data. That's just a benchmark that we use. And when we look at that data, I was so pleased to see that we had a lot of students who still came out above grade level or right on grade level. Now, do we have students that are behind? We absolutely do. And our principals and teachers will be working on ways to support those students next year. And it's really important for us not to think of this as a lost year, just a year in which we might need to accelerate learning next year. Uh, I think parents and the community hear that word remediate and intervene, and we do a lot of that. Sure. But in order to do it, sometimes we have to move things a little faster, and I think you'll see some of that that next year. Well, and, and not to get too much into this because of you know, the timing, but um, you, you have you know the summer school program. And this summer school, for those that are in it this year, is, is not like when I was a kid. I mean, it's not the tr- traditional, so to speak, summer school program. Um, and part of that, I guess, is, is because of that, right? Like, like it, it's almost like an extension to the school year more than ever. Absolutely. And we made a very um, intentional decision in Watauga County to open our summer school to anyone. It didn't have to just be a student who under some um, assessment looked as if they were in need of support. Certainly we have a large number of those students attending. But the other thing we realized is that for many of our students, they just needed that socialization. They just needed that structure. So we wanted to be able to provide that to students as well. We'll also be feeding them breakfast and lunch. We'll be providing bus transportation. We will have an enrichment program. So we're really just trying to say, you didn't get all of the school year you normally get. We want to give you an opportunity to have a little bit more. And for parents and families that that was the right thing, then they're they're attending. And we were very excited to be able to offer that level of programming. Yeah, well, and, and I think over the last, you know, through the pandemic and now as we start to hopefully turn the corner and get out of the pandemic, so to speak. Um, I think there's a lot that like sort of those misconceptions that we spoke over earlier, you know, that like this is the way it used to be and things aren't that way now. And I guess, you know, that to me, that's, that's the interesting part. And, and it's, you know, and that's why I brought up the summer schools. It's not, you know, it's not the, the kid who couldn't pass for the grade, the kind of thing, you know, it, it's very much a different, look on it and different take on it absolutely Um, and I think you bring up a really good point I think when we all were thrust into this pandemic in the school setting way back in what feels like an eon ago in March of uh, 2020 what teachers parents and students experienced from that March to the end of the school year really was an emergency response to schooling right and that was um, I think inconsistent, uh, uh, very heartfelt by everyone, but it was just inconsistent. We hadn't planned for that. We didn't know it was coming. And then our team here was able to, over the summer, think about that in a new way for this past school year, which meant there was a whole lot more structure, uh, more resources given to teachers, uh, more definition for parents about what to expect. But I think what we learned there is just like in any traditional classroom, what makes the difference for a student is the relationship they have with a teacher. And that's true whether that's 
in a traditional classroom and you're in person face-to-face or whether you are a virtual student experiencing school in that digital environment with a teacher. It's that relationship that our teachers take the time to formulate with students and with parents that makes all the difference. So as we think about this coming year, you know, we have the WVA, the Watauga Virtual Academy in K-8 that will continue. It will not be a response to the pandemic. It won't be an emergency situation. We'll take all of the lessons we've learned, including the ones that parents gave us in their feedback, as well as all the teachers who taught for us this year, and formulate something new that might, I think, be innovative and help us capture a new way to provide public education to students. Yeah, and, and to me, that's, I mean, that that's huge because, you know, we live in the, the 21st century. Like, we're, you know, and if you think back, and this, and this is not a criticism to the school system at all, but, like, the, the way a school system is set up in the, in the state, in, in, in the country, is nothing's really changed in the last hundred years. Um, you know, I mean, you, there, there's certain aspects. I mean, we talked about standards, we talked about, you know, but, like, the way the structure of the school is, it's not changed in the last hundred years. Um, you know, from from the one school room, one room schoolhouses to, to now. I mean, all we've done is add rooms, right? We've not really structurally changed exactly. You know how we're doing things, and I think if anything's taught us in the last year, year and a half, is the schools are more than just a building, too, right? It it really is a community, and uh, we see that with the, with the lunches. You know, the, the the big push to get students lunches. Um, and we, we, you know, we see this now with, you know, just like you said, like making that connection and um, it, part of that goes unnoticed. I mean, you can think back, you know, the listeners can think back and I'm sure they can all think of one good teacher, one terrible teacher. Right. But think of what makes that good teacher and, and why you don't like the other teacher. And a lot of times it goes back to those connections. It goes back to those kind of real world connections, you know, where we, you can be friends. You and I can sit here and talk and we can be friends. But at the same time, like there's a there's there's some sort of connection and going on there and that's you know that's what makes the conversations and that's what makes those uh, relationships and it, it's hard to do sometimes through a screen especially when during the, the pandemic was going on and we're trying to figure out okay what does this even mean like um you know and so it's it's a whole other skill set that we've asked families and students especially i think that's an important point that you made um as we developed our ideas around that virtual meeting, something that we had to recognize and we had to honor is we were really changing the dynamic of the partnership between the school and the home because by having that virtual meeting occur, we were asking parents to open up the sanctity of their home to a person they didn't know very well and to other students and other families. And that's difficult Uh, for most people. It's really difficult. So I think there were lessons we had to learn around that. You also mentioned something, Terry, that I think is important in that I think we've all always recognized that schools are, especially in Watauga County, such a hub of a community. Each one of our schools is very much a community school. But the thing we learned this year is the schools also provide a great deal of support services for families well beyond just teaching those standards that come from the state. So again, feeding kids breakfast, feeding kids lunch. But then there's that whole other side of things with the nursing and physical care that we give to students, the social, emotional, and mental health support that we give to families. And so we don't want to lose any of that. We, right. we want to continue to be able to do that. But how can we do what you mentioned? How can we change the 
physical structures, the time, the place that might give some families who otherwise might feel a little disenfranchised from public education an opportunity to come back and say, this model might work for us. Exactly. Um, And I would say to anyone listening today, the virtual environment, the Watauga Virtual Academy is not the right choice for every family. Um, It's the right choice for several families, and we are looking forward to the opportunity to build it so that we can meet more needs. I believe more than anything that our public education system, and specifically Watauga County Schools, offers what I believe every student needs to have access to, which is ideas and people and a quality education And we've got families who are working to provide that outside of public education, but I want to figure out how we can support them with that. What service can we provide to families? So, for example, I have some families coming to meet with me next week that have, for some amount of time, been homeschooling their students because something about our structure didn't work for them. And we're going to sit down and look at what are the ways in which the structures of WVA might serve a really good purpose for them but also bring that student into our public education setting and have their voice be heard with us. That's Um, great. Yeah, I'm Um, excited. Yeah, we'll we'll take a break here and then we'll come back right after that and then we'll jump into some some more questions with Tamara Stamey, the Chief Academic Officer and the Watauga Virtual Academy Director. All right, and we're back speaking with Tamara Stamey, the Chief Academic Officer at Watauga County Schools and the Watauga Virtual Academy Director. Um, so congratulations, I should say, uh, on the, the new title, the new job. We, Thank we you. Just, we, we determined the first break or the first section that uh, Chief Academic Officer wasn't vague enough, um, so we decided <laughs> to give you more jobs. So. Well, I, I want to be very clear that um, I, was, I was very humbled by the opportunity to do this. Uh, We didn't have someone whose job specifically was to be the director or the administrator for the WVA. And we learned some really important lessons around that this year. I feel confident that uh, because of the team that I have, I can carve out the time that I need to give to the staff and to the students and families in the WVA as we get started and maybe help lay a foundation that eventually somebody else can come in and and fly with. But um, I'm I'm actually very excited about the possibilities that the Watauga Virtual Academy presents to us. I don't want us not to learn any lessons from the year that we've had. And I feel like, as I alluded to before, our teachers and our parents gave some really quality feedback. And I want us to to work on that. One of the things we heard so often, most especially from our middle school students, was the fact that over time they began to feel like they didn't identify with any school because they were somewhat still considered a member of their school, but they were also in the WVA. And to combat that, WVA will be its own school coming into this year. Students who enroll with us, this will be their school. You will be a WVA student. I think that'll help with identity. But the other thing that we, we learned was that students could feel very isolated very quickly. So one of the things that we looked for when we were hiring staff for the WVA and as we're putting together our our sort of mission and some structure for that building uh, and that group of students is that we don't want virtual education to equal an isolated education. 
one of the ways that we'll work around that is we will be planning for what I will term uh, flexible learning opportunities right now. I'm sure we'll come up with a much better name for it uh, when we get the team together. But So we might say to students in middle school, we're going to be doing this particular science lab and we're going to do this in person. Would you like to come and do it with us? Would you like to meet uh, your first grade teacher at the park and we're going to do some stream analysis and read a story there. Would you like to uh, ride your bike on the greenway and we're gonna talk about some science concepts. Things where we can invite those students in to have some of those similar school experiences uh, and more experiential kinds of learning that we can do. Exactly, you know, and, and to me, so as you look back, you know, I mean, we, at this point, everyone who's listening has a kid in Watauga County Schools. We've had some sort of digital learning, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether it's like you said at you know March of 2020 uh, to finish out the school year or the beginning of this year, um, and then the whole you know two by three. You, know, you were there in person some, but not all, and you know, it's just been a it's been a strange year, and so everyone's had a little bit of a taste, and I, I think everyone's taste for that digital learning is different. Um, and so this is, and I guess the, the point I'm going with is this is something that's very, this is its own entity, its own school. It's something very deliberate. It's not a reaction to to a pandemic. It's not a reaction to anything. It, it, this is very much going forward, you know, something new. Um, and it, with that intention, right, like, like, and with the intention comes the structure and comes the support uh, to kind of back it up, I guess. Absolutely. So we learned that many of our parents indicated that they made the two by three work for them. But had they had a choice that might not have been what they would have picked because for many students, three days of sort of being on your own and learning to manage your time is too long. So something even as simple as that, we will take that feedback when we think about how many and when we structure in the week our synchronous time with students. The other thing uh, that we learned from parents was that uh, students needed to be able to access their teachers in different ways. And a really huge component that we couldn't quite manage this year is parents needed more parent-to-parent connection, more time with the teacher, with their students. So we're going to be very purposeful next year in building in, you know, a late afternoon, evening time that's really designed for parents to communicate with us. Um, Many of our principals did a great job of reaching out to students with announcements and school-wide assemblies to the extent that they could even digitally. And we're going to build on that as well, that our students will have experiences that, that feel like school experiences. But the other thing that will be true is that any student who is enrolled with us in the WVA as their own school, we will not have uh, sports teams. So to help with that, students who enroll with us will still be eligible to try out for sports teams at the school in which they live, in their, their district school. So students will still have some of those opportunities uh, outside of our buildings. But I think the other thing we might be able to do with our staff, and, and I hope I get a chance to talk about them in a few minutes, is to come up with ways that our staff can be building things that serve the other schools. So for example, we may have students who otherwise might need to be on homebound instruction because of a different kind of medical issue. Or a student who's being served in a therapeutic setting who might otherwise have lost out on some really quality educational time because we aren't tied to the same exact schedule, we can work to have those students join our classes. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. You know, to me, the advantage is 
yeah, whether we like it or not, I think everyone, adults and, and, and kids alike, are learning online. Like we're, we're doing business. How many people are, are working from home now? Um, and and we, we're starting to see some of that shift back. But I mean, I've got I've got a, a brother who lives in, in, you know, off the mountain and he's in an office building and he's worked from home what the last 16 months and he doesn't see that changing you know and like i think this is outside of education i think we're starting to see that you know where people realize you can still be productive and not necessarily be inside of four walls and i think that's to me that's what the advantage of this virtual academy is you're not confined now to four walls right And, and you know you're not confined to okay you have to be in this building kid has to sit in this desk you know like there's a lot of opportunities that kind of individualize and make make that experience different for every kid therefore you should be able to make it a positive experience for every kid i think so and i think that that one of the things that we'll be able to do is really figure that out with parents uh, there will be some things that will still be held to you know the, the expectations for accountability will still be there for us um you know we'll have to have a high quality staff who can teach to to our students but i do think it does give us some flexibility to say that maybe on Tuesday afternoon, student X needs to be doing something else. And we can have a way of providing that education to you. But again, I go back to what's really going to be important for us is it really puts parents in this very different role in their partnership. They have to be more closely aligned and uh, I think acutely aware of what their student needs to be doing. Uh, But I think we we can work with them to do that. I am excited that uh, we have been able to hire seven staff members who are solely and wholly dedicated to the WVA. So we have four middle school teachers, uh, one for each content area. And then we have, currently we have three elementary teachers. And based on our enrollment, we'll determine what grade levels those teachers will be assigned to. So for example, if we didn't have anyone enroll this first year in second grade, well, I don't need anyone to teach second grade. Um, But again, that's why that uh, enrollment period for us is so important. So anybody that might be listening today that you think, hey, I might be interested in this, this might be the right thing for my family, please visit our uh, enrollment page with Watauga County Schools and get enrolled or or call me or email me and I'd be happy to answer questions about that. But we'll really use that enrollment data to put our teachers where they need to be. We were thrilled at the number of people we had apply. I I was worried that maybe teachers wouldn't be ready to continue doing this. But we have some outstanding middle school teachers uh, joining us, some who have been teachers in our district previously. And we also are pulling in uh, two new teachers, one of whom was actually a finalist for the Rookie Teacher of the Year for North Carolina. And she'll be joining us. Uh, We have three outstanding elementary teachers uh, who will be joining us, two of which who have been with us. Um, And then one that we are are bringing in that has served in this kind of capacity in another district. So I really believe we've got teachers who understand what we're getting ready to try to do. Again, I think it's exciting because it's it's such a new thing, right? I mean, it's like I mentioned earlier, like you're you're starting, we're taking what we know in, in a, for lack of a better term, traditional school, and then now we're adding on to it, and we're able to increase and you know make that a lot better. Um, and it's going to look different, but difference not always bad. I mean, and I think you know, I think people are sometimes are afraid to change, and I'm not saying again, like you had mentioned earlier, it's it's not for everyone for sure. 
Um, but I think for those that, that it, it is, you know, that can make it work, I think it's going to be great. Um, mm-hmm. We had a parent who shared with us that she and her family had had an outstanding experience with Watauga County Schools, but she had a child who just was um, painfully shy, really struggled to articulate their ideas in class, uh, had a little bit of anxiety about that. And she watched her child blossom in this environment because they felt comfortable. They they were able to take advantage of those things. So again, it's not for every child, but it could be for some children. We had other parents who said the flexibility of the synchronous and the asynchronous time allowed our family to uh, really build a, a schedule for their family that built in family time in a different way. Right. And so I think, again, it's us being really clear with our parents in August about, okay, here are the expectations. Here's how we're going to need your help in that. I think we also have to be very clear with our parents that two of the sort of beyond teaching any particular content, two really big skills we'll be working on with students in this arena will be time management. Uh, Students are going to have to learn this in a very different way than they've had to learn it previously and digital citizenship. And Terry, you've said a couple times now, whether we like it or not, the world operates in a digital environment. And we want students who really understand that and understand how to be safe and productive in that environment. And that takes direct teaching. Well, exactly. And, you know, we, I look back, you know, my generation, you know, growing up with computers, it was very much almost like a glorified typing keyboard class. You know, I mean, we had computers, but it was very much that's what we were doing is t- learning how to type kind of thing. Um, you know, but, but kids now, like, they're learning how to code things. They're, they're learning. I mean, we all joke, give, give any kid your cell phone, you know, and, and they can do about anything on it. And so now... It, being in a virtual environment, it's given them tools and given them opportunities to actually learn with that and uh, excel with that. Um, you had mentioned something about you know shy kids. T- to me, it, it's it runs the gamut, right? Like there's all sorts of opportunities for for all sorts of kids. You know, whether whether they're shy, whether they're hyperactive, um, or or highly gifted. You know, it gives them all creative ways to to kind of fit their the needs of that individual kid and, and that's what I like about it you know it's uh you, you can have a kid who maybe doesn't want to sit down has you know wants to walk back and forth well you can pace back and forth while you're still learning you know and absolutely we saw a lot of that in creative ways that teachers used either uh, how they set their their schedule up uh, brain breaks ways that they gave students to turn in assignments or show what they've learned and you know as as we get there and, and we won't hit the mark on all of this in the first year but you're exactly right where we're really headed to is this more individualized experience for a student where we can really give them the reins of being an active member in their own learning in that goal setting and understanding what is it that I'm supposed to know at the end and how do I know as a student that I've gotten there and how can I show my teacher what I know. Well, and that's again, that to me, that's that's the exciting part because it's not, you know, too many things. And I'm I'm basing this on my own personal experience, right? Like when you when I think back of like what I liked and what I didn't like at school, you know, there, there's we've all had those book reports we didn't like to do. You know, you have to read this book. I hate the Joy Luck Club. Don't ask me to read that book, right? <laughs> and, and it goes. Back, I will not ask yes, you to read that. But book. It, but it goes back to like that's the book I had to read. We had to do this on it. You know, like. And it was very much, 
that it, I guess individual like there was no individualized for me like it, it was I hated it and but I had to do it kind of thing um, and to me being you know you, you mentioned synchronous and asynchronous like having some of that self pace you know and, and the way I learn now right if, if I'm interested in something what do I do I search it up I look for it I dig into that you know whatever it is right um, and, and that's I think it's the way we all as an adult do things you know you, oh you want to learn how to cook something what do you do you search it up right and then um, you know and that sort of thing and, and I think we're just it's natural now to do that for kids and I think that's where this is whole where this whole idea of the online virtual learning is we're able to take that concept that we do as adults every single day and don't even realize it and, and but make it meaningful and make it purposeful uh, for a kid. I think so. And I think, again, you know, we're very blessed in Watauga County Schools and all of our classrooms that we have teachers who who do what they can within their parameters to, to make that happen for students. So you're right. When when you and I went to school and, and that's back about when they sliced bread for me, but I had no voice and no choice. I I did whatever was handed to me, whether I was interested in it or not. And that's not to say that there aren't things that students will need to do, whether they want to or not. But I think we've learned how empowering it is for a student to have some voice and some choice because they have passions and they have interests. And if they can learn to take what they're experiencing in the classroom and apply that to their passions, then those are the people who will solve all of the very large issues that we have facing us. Um, Those are the people who will have that spark. And I hope that we can, we can work through that over the next couple of years in the WVA to come up with some very innovative and exciting ways to, to approach that for Uh, students. I think the, uh, the sky's the limit, right? That's what, again, like I mentioned earlier, like you're not confined to four walls. Um, and to me, that's the best part. We'll take another break. Speaking with Tamara Stamey, Chief Academic Officer and the Watauga County, uh, Watauga Virtual Academy Director. We're back speaking with Tamara Stamey, the Chief Academic Officer of Watauga County Schools and the Watauga Virtual Academy Director for this coming school year. And uh, thanks for coming on. And of course, you had mentioned the enrollment period. Um, we'll get some contact information towards the end of the show. So if people want to grab some paper and pencil, we'll uh, we typically try to do that on the end of the uh, the shows. Is try to always give some contact information. So we'll definitely do that. Of course, you have you said the website is up and running for enrollment. It is. We are very excited. Uh, anybody can go to the Watauga County Schools homepage in the top right hand corner. You can click on Select a School, and if you scroll down, you're going to see. Watauga Virtual Academy. Click on that and you will see, uh, albeit a bare bones, you will see that we actually have a website. We exist. Uh, And that's very exciting. And so we'll continue to add information to that. I hope in the next couple of weeks we'll have some staff photos and some staff bios there. Um, And that that makes me uh, think about the fact that one of the other lessons we learned was that uh, our staff also fought a little bit of uh, feelings of isolation this past year. And so I'm really pleased to share that Watauga High School has been able to carve out some space for us. So that's where our teachers will be located. So if and when parents come to do things with us, oftentimes it will be there at the high school. Uh, And that's where uh, 
parents can pick up materials, those kinds of things. So we have a space and that makes it real. Uh, I hope that we grow quickly and we'll need far more space than that, but that's that's where we're starting. That's awesome, awesome. And, and so just for those who are listening though, it is very it's a very much a K-8 school. It, it is its own identity, whether it's you know just as Bethel or Mabel or Green Valley or Hardin Park. I mean, it's gonna be its own standalone, I guess you would say, uh, school. Absolutely. When you are enrolled with WVA, you are a WVA student, which is very different than what we did this right. year because you were sort of a, almost in no man's land. I right. think for some people it felt that way because you were a WVA student at your home school and that just made things complicated. Um, but no, we will be our own school with our own staff. Uh, you you had mentioned earlier, you, we, we sort of talked about the standards to begin with and, and, and some of your other roles as a chief academic officer, but you had mentioned uh, a minute ago about the students kind of being held to those standards that every school, every public school in the, in the state is. So I guess my question for you is what's the difference in starting the you know at Watauga County level like what are we doing that's different at the virtual academy that makes it different than like a charter school that's a really good question and I think that um, where I would start is because we have the resources and the talent that comes from uh, public school educators and I believe that we have the disposition of welcoming students and uh, not to say that charter schools do not but I think that we also will hold ourselves accountable in all of the same ways that our our sister schools will. We will not uh, escape any accountability, which means regardless of all the wonderful ideas we have, all the ways we want to innovate, at the end, I want parents and students who attend Watauga County's Virtual Academy to know that they will perform and learn uh, at the same level as any anyone else. Um, it also means that we have to share funds with all of those other schools. And so Watauga County has to find ways to fund this. Uh, it, isn't, it isn't funded any other way. Uh, we have to have enrollment in this school to, to be sure. funded. I think one of the things, too, that sets off you know public school versus charter school, and this is not a knock on charters, but the certifications, like teachers certif- the certifications mm-hmm. that teachers have to go through, um, the curriculum that we mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, the standards, all of that is dictated by this at the state level for mm-hmm. you know for Watauga County schools. Whereas uh, charter schools, uh, private schools, are, are kind of have a little more leeway on that. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying, but what, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that for the virtual academy uh, for next year for Watauga County, anyway, is you're getting the same education, so to speak, as anyone else in the state. It's not going to lack, I guess. Absolutely. And I, I hope that's what I was able to convey is that what parents can expect is their children will receive the same outstanding level of education that they would if they attended any one of our K-8 schools or any other public school in North Carolina. We just might be able to offer it with a little bit more flexibility. Uh, but we we will still be teaching the same standards. We'll be uh, building curriculum. We'll be looking for quality resources. All of those things will still be happening for our students. And, and you know, research has shown that, and again, this is going back to, you know, to, to 2020, like digital learning, though, is a very effective way for students to learn. Um, and, and again, going back, you know, March of 2020 and, and up to, you know, June, July, that again was completely different. That wasn't necessarily digital learning, so to speak. That was very much digital maintaining. Mm-hmm. I th- at least I think so. And um, it, it was very much just a response 
to, it was an emergency response to the pandemic in those first three months. How, how can we reach students in any way? Um, and, and then we got better at it in the next year and we procured better resources. But that's the next step then with the Watauga Virtual Academy is to really identify what are those very best resources, those digital tools. So I think the idea here is that it's going to be more of a blended environment. We aren't going to lose any of those really great teaching strategies and methodologies that teachers use in a brick and mortar building. We'll just have to adapt them with some digital tools that help us deliver the curriculum. And to me that, you know, that, that staff support is what almost sets this off as not as home, you know, versus homeschool is that, you know, you have dedicated people who have experience and, and no ways to, you know, to reach multiple children uh, in their learning abilities and disabilities and how they do and how they don't learn. Um, so to me, that's, that's the exciting part is like, it gives you in, in a sense, it gives you the best of both worlds, right? For the homeschool students. Absolutely. And, and we hope that, that we're able to do exactly that for those families, that if there is content we can help with and we have strategies for intervention or enrichment for students, that parents will give us the opportunity to do that while they're still controlling the part of, of that school experience they want to control. Um, you alluded to these other uh sort of certifications and services, we'll still be able to help students with counseling services or um, social work uh, needs that families might have. We'll still have EC services for students. So they'll still be able to access that broad spectrum of, of services and professionals of the school system while either as a full-time public education student or as a duly enrolled homeschool student with us. So we're, we will already have students in both camps. We have students that are fully WVA students enrolled with us and students that will be duly enrolled. And we've been doing this at the high school level right. for a very long time. And this is our first time to get to do it at the K-8 level. Yeah, and that, that's what I was thinking is that we've, we've been doing that with the uh, Innovation Academy at the high school, um, you know, in, for, the, for the 9, 12 uh, age students. But yeah, so it gives those homeschool parents and those families an opportunity to, to now get their kids involved in mm-hmm. the public school. Um, so if, yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. Like for whatever reason that, you know, homeschooling is for your family, like to me, this opens the door to kind of have the best of both worlds. I think sure. so. I know families who do uh, an outstanding job with the homeschool education that they're giving to their children. They it, Sometimes it's a case where both parents have very flexible work environments, and so it's important to them, and they are able to give their children the opportunity to do a great deal of traveling. So they aren't located right. in one spot all the time. So what they need is to be able to access things wherever they are, and I think now we have the tools that maybe we didn't have five or ten years ago to be able to do that. So certainly we want to we want to offer an outstanding full experience for our full WVA students, but we want to partner with parents who are otherwise providing excellent opportunities for their students. Where can we help uh, fill a need or uh, provide a service? How can we give your child access to maybe something that might otherwise be very expensive for a parent to provide to their child? Or maybe they don't have access to a person with those kinds of certifications. No, I think that's great. And, and you know, and to me, that's 
again, we're thinking outside the box, so to speak. And I, I keep, I know I keep alluding to that, but that's just sort of, sort of the way I'm approaching it is like, it's very much, you're not confined to four walls. You're, there's no, you're starting from the ground up, right? There's no rules, so to speak, on, on how this will look, um, except for the fact that it'll, it'll look, I mean, that there's a standard that it'll look like. I mean, we, there's goals in terms of what we want, you know, for, for students' involvement and achievement, but there's no map how to get there and to me that's the exciting part right it's like it, it, it's exciting and terrifying yeah. <laughs> at the same time um there will we'll have to have some structure to start with right but i think that what i'm really excited about with our staff and and with dr elliott's vision as well is that to the extent possible we want to be able to say yes if you need this and it needs to be this way if i can figure out a way to make it happen then we want to be able to provide that for you um, and so this is just, to me, this is just one more thing on that uh, menu, if you will, or that continuum of ways that Watauga County Schools can serve this community. This is just one more place for us to do that. Nice. Um, you had mentioned the enrollment. So when, can they enroll now? Is they sure can. Close? Um, we had in, indicated on our webpage that the first enrollment period was uh, going to go through June 18th. At that point, we'll close enrollment just for a couple of weeks so that we can look at what our numbers are and make some determinations for our staff because they would really love to know what grade levels they're yeah. teaching. So make some of those determinations and then we'll open it up just like any other school where it's just a continuous enrollment period. Uh, but I would really encourage families that if you think that you're interested, it will certainly help us. So this is a this is a plea on behalf of yeah. my staff. Um, if you can go ahead and enroll with us, then I I will know uh, what what we need and and where we need to put these outstanding folks. And then we will of course take people who want to enroll with us at any point. We are asking for parents to make a commitment at least through a semester. So if you if you join us, we'd we'd like to have at least that semester with you. Uh, that's so that we can deliver the the curriculum to the best that we can. But it may be that a family joins us in August and come. January, they decide they need to be back. Their, their family dynamic has changed, their situation has changed, and they need to be back at their brick-and-mortar school. We're going to transfer you to that school, no problem, but we, we are asking that we don't do that in mid-semester. And to that end, our teachers will be working in our, our professional learning communities with the teachers at every other school. So we will, to the extent possible, be in the same pace and place with our uh curriculum as the other teachers are to the extent that we can well, that, that speaks back to the resources that you mentioned you know mm-hmm. and what one thing and, and i'll kind of end on this is like and we've said on this radio show we've talked to dr elliot many times about this and it, when, when i think you know off the mountain or, or in other counties around like we are we don't realize how fortunate we are here at watauga county because i mean it's it's a great school system um and it's one of those things that we don't really like. I guess we take it for granted a lot of times. And when we hear, you know, I mean, I can think back of people who live further away, and you know, there's well, do I send my kid to this school or this school? You know, do I choose this private school, this charter school, this public school? Like, we don't have to worry about that because wherever we send them here, whatever whatever your district in is is a good school in Watauga County. Absolutely. Uh, one of the jobs that I get to do is, as chief academic officer is I usually participate in every school's kindergarten orientation. And the comment you just made is the one that I say to every group, that it is not everyone who can stand in front of any group of parents and say, 
whatever school your child's getting ready to attend, they're going to be cared for. They're going to be taught by the highest level of professionals. They're going to be safe. And I think that does set us apart in Watauga County. And I would be remiss if I didn't say this. I think one of the reasons for that is our parents. This is a county that values education and it shows up in all kinds of ways. And so I know this year has been so very difficult on our parents. What, what we've asked of them has been uh, a very large ask and very difficult for many, many families. And uh, I think that's a regret of mine that I couldn't figure out a way to meet every single sure. family's individual needs. But we couldn't be more blessed in Watauga County to have a, an entire community as a whole that values their young people values their education and values having them be prepared to stay here and be a member of the community here or to have choices to go anywhere else and and you just can't ask for anything better than that yeah no i definitely agree and again you know it's we're we're very fortunate and things we couldn't do the things that we wanted to this over the last you know 18 months but and whether you agree or disagree with you know some of the choices that was made at the you know at the at the the um, Dr. Elliot or the school board level, you one thing I will say and we'll kind of close with this is like it was done as purposeful and deliberateful as possible. I mean it was with the kids in mind, and I think when you when you look at the outcomes of this last eighteen months of the students. It wasn't the lost year. They did learn, um, and they learned a lot. And I think you know when, when you look through, like sure, there was some stumbling blocks, there were some some scraped knees and bruised egos. But it, when it's all said and done, um, I think we did it as good or better than anyone else in the state. So. I would say so. And I think uh, just looking back to you know the Friday of graduation, we were able to bring the class of twenty one together to graduate as a group at Holmes Convocation Center and was all said and done those mortarboards were tossed in the air and I feel comfortable that those students will be able to go out in the world and have choices and maybe they learn some things they might not have learned any other way this year not that this is how we would have picked for anybody to learn it but um, I just I feel like our teachers and our families did an outstanding job of supporting our students to the best of our ability definitely Well, how do we get in touch with you? What's the easiest way? Sure. Probably the easiest way is to call here to our central office. That phone number is 828-264-7190 and ask for Tamara Stamey. You can also email me. My email is stameyt at watagaschools.org. And I will get back to you just as quickly as I can. Nice. Well, thanks. And uh, everyone should know that number. Uh, Wayne Everly usually calls me on that phone number. He up. does indeed. You you um, might see that phone number show up on your, your phone. But uh, I would love to hear from you uh, either in person. And if it works better for you to simply swing by our office here during the summer. Uh, we're open here Monday through Thursday uh, all day long. Swing by and ask to speak to Miss Tammy. And um, I can come out and talk with you then. And I would love the opportunity to do so. Nice. And again, to me, the advantage is it's open to anyone, right? It certainly anyone is. Anyone listening, if they have a K-8 kid. Mm-hmm. bring them on. Absolutely. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Thanks for listening to All About Home Construction. We air every week on Saturday mornings on WATA in Boone. Please like this podcast, comment, share it. Hey, let everybody know where you found it. Thanks for listening.